Hey guys, what's up? I'm just gonna invite everyone on the stage. Welcome, welcome. Michelle, I sent you a co-host invite. Uh, Michelle's gonna moderate today. Welcome, Jenny. Welcome, Nikki. Jasper, play wildcard. Hey, hello. Lacey, soccer. Let me know, Jasper, if you're gonna jump on with the Nemots account. Um, I think we're still waiting for Drew as well. And I'm not sure if Brave, if you guys are gonna bring on the Brave account, but you know they don't have to speak, of course. Katie, let's get you up here. Yep, and let's get all the games as well. If you guys wanted to co-host, to get your community involved. Hey, all! It's Jenny. Thank you so much for having us. Um, actually, Drew is here in the audience. Um, he's Tax Ninja. He's got the Pudgy Penguins PFP. If you guys want to give him the mic, and we also have the Brave account joining in a couple of minutes. Awesome, Drew. Welcome. Hey, hey, thanks. Appreciate it. I asked, I asked Sarah if she could uh, hop in with the Nemots account. And hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. I mean, I'm Katie with Wildcard. I just want to know who's on the Wildcard account right now. It's me. Yay, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about this, and I, I don't think we ever came to a conclusion. Of I know, but I, up, so we... I love that it's both of us. That's a party. I know. It is a party. It's a full party. The whole Wildcard party. Uh, minus Paul. I know. Uh, Paul's probably He's yeah. party right now. I know. Seven. I was on a I was on a Zoom with them just a second ago and I was like, okay, time for divide and conquer. It's our favorite strategy here at Wildcard, except for when we have two people end up in the same Twitter space. Hey. Um, but it's a good one. I know. We're very excited. Hey everyone. Sorry, I'm a couple minutes late. Hey, Chris. Is that Finn's voice I heard? Why, yes, it is. What's going on, Chris? Hey, thanks for that play test the other day. I know. You had, a you had a blast. I'm glad we were able to squeeze you in and get you in to, to play some. I know you know, we won't get in a few of the team uh, able to, to play a little early and excited for uh, maybe more of the team to get to play in person, which would be really cool. Yeah, I don't know if you let me win that third game, but I had <laughs> a lot of fun. I don't know either. You know, um, I think you know it's uh, it's definitely up for debate on uh, on that. But you know, I do lose a game here and there, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a blast. Um, awesome. So people are trickling in. Let's give it another minute or two. So I take it uh, you guys are all kind of connected already um, outside of us uh, break folks. Um, all of us are connected. Yeah, I mean, we've we've played some play tests before, and I think we've met. Yeah, me and Chris. Yeah, we, we met at, at um, GDC uh, at uh, Ready Player Riches, the Ready Player DAO uh, coffee social, I think it was. Um, and then stay connected, and we got... Chris in for a play test, 
um, and then got connected because of that to chat 3XP. And then, I mean, the rest has been kind of history. That's right. It was the, the GDC coffee coffee event. I think Dead Drop, uh, Ready Player Dow. Yeah, someone was like, you have to go talk to these guys. This game's amazing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think I interrupted your conversation. I was like, I got to talk to this guy before I leave. <laughs> yeah, you, you ran up and you're like, you're like, hey, man, like before I, I have to talk. It was good. It was a really good chat. That, that event was super awesome. I think it was really, you know, I, I think going into like the first kind of, you know, bigger gaming event talking as Web3 projects, there was a little bit of a like, oh boy, like are people going to be here moment? Um, and then showing up for that coffee event, I mean, it was packed, packed full of people. Uh, and that got me like really, really excited to, to kick off GDC that way. Yeah, that was a great event. I met Tony from Shrapnel there for the first time as well. It's a lot of good people. Congratulations on the Mint, by the way, on the, the Mint selling out. Oh my God. Yeah, we're, I mean, I think everyone here has been so just blown away by the support um, over the Mint. It was, you know, we were not expecting uh, just how crazy it would be. Um, I'm sure Katie can speak more to <laughs> the, the feelings. No, I love that you're talking. I'm like, oh, if I knew Finn was going to be here, I probably, I don't know. I mean, I, I am really excited actually to hear all about Brave because the Brave attention token is something that we've been uh, really paying a lot of attention to. So um, I'm quite thrilled about it. But yeah, the Mint was phenomenal. And our community team and Finn in particular, everybody just handled that with so much grace. And it was really fun to kind of, be in the war room uh, and have the time tick to uh, phase two, which which was not which was not a guaranteed uh, opportunity to mint, and just not even be able to press a button before it sold out. That was a really good feeling after spending so much time getting to our first asset. It was great. I think we have everyone here now, so I'm going to kick it off. Um, hi, everyone. Thanks for joining our spaces today. Um, I think we should go around for introductions. Um, and to start, I'm looking at my screen here, Chris, um, and then we'll go around. Thanks. So my name is Chris. I am a co-founder at 3XP, and I'm also co-founder and CEO of Community Gaming. And as a quick introduction, Community Gaming is an esports tournament platform. We work with traditional game developers running esports tournaments where players can earn USDC and get paid out automatically. And we work with a lot of Web3 um, publishers and game developers that are just now starting this year to see a lot of exciting launches, right? This is very different than the last cycle. And we really truly think they need a marketing destination. And so we decided to host 3XP this June in Los Angeles. And one of the biggest attractions is the esports arena, which Brave is sponsoring. So I will save more for later in the talk, but that's a little bit on me. Thank you. Yes. And we'll get right into um, all the fun things happening at the esports arena. Um, next, uh, Lazy Soccer we have here. If you can introduce yourself, that'd be great as well. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm DJ Indet. I'm busy dev at Lazy Soccer. And uh, thanks for inviting us. It's great to be awarded by 3XP. 
Yes, so uh, it's a web, uh, Lazy Soccer is a Web3 soccer manager that we've been building like for almost uh, a year. And we position our game as think turn because players should use the analytical and strategic skills to choose right tactics and play styles to get the highest rewar rewards in our game. And uh, well, our release is planned uh, to end of May and early June. So I'll keep it short. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and congratulations on winning. We'll get into that also. Um, we have the Brave team as well. So Jasper, I see you're next on the screen. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to be here. I'm Jasper from Ravenswey, co-founder and CEO of the Nemots. Uh, we are a trading card game that combines the rising popularity of 80s nostalgia with a little bit more uh, exciting stuff through Stranger Things. We're setting to launch uh, the MVP version of us in uh, summer this year. Uh, <clears throat> and what we're trying to do is to build out a video game that is truly for gamers. We're trying to bring them on an exploratory journey throughout multiple seasons and really try to get them hooked to our lore and our IP while still having a strong focus on that player first mentality. Thanks so much um, for sponsoring the esports arena, by the way, um, and for the introduction. Uh, I'm um, we're, we're from the Nemos. We're not from the Brave team. I'm so sorry. I'm looking at someone else completely. So sorry for that. But congratulations on winning. You won an award um, for the giveaway, and also still thank you. So Best much. TCG, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we won best TCG and I'm super excited. I just got off like a 15-hour travel as well. I was like, I have to be I, I'm a huge TCG player, so I would I would love to uh, find some time to play. So I'll I'll send you a DM after this. Oh, perfect. You're more than invited to test it out because that's what we essentially want. We want that feedback. We listen to our community because we're building that game for the gamers. So any feedback you have, whether it's very constructive straight to the point that's the part that i want the most just give it to us awesome will do yeah awesome and looking forward to meeting your team at 3xp nikki i have you next at brave hi everyone um so i'm nikki or you can call me sherelle and i am at brave on the ops team and i also help out with partnerships so i'm very excited to be here and excited uh, about this partnership Likewise, thanks for the introduction as well and for facilitating everything. Um, Katie, I have you next. Uh, Katie Drake Bettner, uh, co founder and co CEO of Wildcard. I'm here. Um, we were so grateful and lucky to win um, Best Overall and Best MOBA. So we are going to be showing up at 3XP and we're incredibly excited about it. And I'll just go ahead and throw out that uh, that Sarah from Nemots and I are going to be hosting something fun for the ladies. So make sure you reach out if you want to get involved. I appreciate that. And that is a very rare case. So ladies, please show up. <laughs> um, Jenny, I have you next at Brave. Hi everyone, my name is Jenny. I am Director of Community and Partnerships at Brave. 
it's uh, it's a real honor to be here with you all today. So thank you so much, 3XP team, for hosting us. Um, what a lovely panel we have here. Really looking forward to um, discussing more about the Brave and 3XP partnership over here on your stomping grounds. Yes, and likewise, uh, looking forward to having Brave and bringing on the Brave community as well. Um, super excited for the meetup. And we have another wildcard speaker, I suppose. Uh, yeah, my name's Finn. Uh, I'm the Web3 yeah. Marketing and Partnerships Manager uh, here at Wildcard. Um, yeah, we're stoked, super excited. I mean, we've been talking to the team for a little bit now, and it was such an honor to win uh, Best Overall, Best MOBA, and it's, you know, we're just really, really excited to, to be there for this really awesome event. Likewise, and looking forward to having you. Also, congratulations as well. You've um, won in your category. Um, we have next Drew. Drew, brave. Yep, Drew. I work with uh, Jimmy in the community and partnerships uh, stuff, and I'm excited to be here as well. Uh, I would say I'm more of a casual gamer, but um, I can appreciate uh, how awesome these games and graphics and stuff that you guys are making, it's like those wildcard stuff I was looking at, that, that's pretty awesome. Um, so congrats on that. And um, also, I'm excited to learn more about what you guys do in the gaming space, especially in the Web3 area, uh, because you know, I know that communities can be built through gaming. Um, my brother's a big gamer, he's got lifelong friends just through gaming, and so our community has a few gamers. Uh, I know there's uh, lots of communities that are implementing gaming as part of that social aspect of their communities. So that's uh, kind of cool to see. And I'm, I'm interested to see not only how the games are getting across, but So thanks for having me on. Thanks, Drew. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for the round of introductions. I think we um, sort of have been well acquainted now. Let's dive right into questions. So to start off with for the Brave team, um, Jenny, this one's for you. What is Brave? And for those who don't already know, of course, and what is the goal Brave is looking to achieve? Yeah, that's a big question. So I would say that Brave's company mission is to empower users, to give users back control over their data and their experience on the web. So one of our taglines is, you are not a product. And I'll get into what that means in just a few moments. But first and foremost, Brave is a private web browser, for those who don't know. And it blocks invasive third-party ads and trackers. And this includes ads on YouTube. It rewards users for their attention in crypto and gives back to digital publishers and creators to ensure that they can live on and continue to produce the wonderful content that we all love to consume on the web. Um, the browser blocks third-party cookies, fingerprinting, bounce tracking, and also some malware and phishing, all by default, which results in a much speedier and less cluttered browsing experience for the user. Great perks for gamers, by the way, because you get faster load times and smoother performance and reduced distractions and lower uh, data and battery usage, especially on mobile. But back to what I was saying, uh, Brave doesn't just block all of this creepy stuff and call it a day. It actually flips 
the existing advertising paradigm on its head and creates a more fair system for each of the three main parties on the web who Brave perceives to be, one, users like you and me, two, publishers and content creators, and three, advertisers. So I'll paint you a quick picture. In the traditional model, as you innocently browse the web, your personal data is being stolen without your consent from these trackers that are built into web pages. And then this network of random companies you've never even heard of use that data to build profiles on you. They know your name, where you live, they know your interests, what you ate for breakfast, what type of underwear you like to buy, all of it. And then these profiles that contain your data are auctioned off to the highest bidder, i.e. ad agencies who use that information to target you with intrusive ads and stalk you across the internet. We all know what I'm talking about, right? Like this has happened to everybody here. So like I mentioned, Brave gets rid of all of that, but we can't do away with advertising entirely, right? Because it paves the way for quality content on the web and we don't wanna defund publishers and creators. So what Brave has done is create a totally opt-in system for users where they can view privacy respecting ads from our advertising partners. And in exchange for giving up some of their attention to see these ads, they earn what we call the lion's share of the ad revenue for each ad they see in basic attention tokens or BAT. And then they can use their tokens however they choose. You know, They can withdraw them, transact, um, or they can decide to redistribute some tokens to creators through a Patreon style contribution system that we've built directly into the browser. So going back to the tagline I mentioned earlier that you are not a product, as we saw in the traditional picture, you really are the product. You're the fool. You're being bamboozled out of owning your data and owning your data is your right. So with Brave, you control your data, you own your browsing experience, and you get paid for participating in this new and improved model for the web. And I'm not even done, but I'm almost done. Um, so on top of all of that, Brave has become a kind of super app. Um, it really has something in it for everyone. So it ships with a private search engine called Brave Search. We've got a firewall and VPN. We've got a private video conferencing tool or Zoom alternative called Brave Talk. Uh, there's a private news reader. There's a crypto wallet. The crypto wallet specifically is native and doesn't require a browser extension like most other hot wallets. Uh, it also supports numerous crypto networks, has DAP support for Ethereum, EVM compatible ecosystems, Solana, supports NFTs, all assets for gamers because you can easily connect to Web3 games through the browser and you can store your game related NFTs in the wallet and so forth. Um, so to go back to your original question, what are we aiming to do? We're looking to achieve widespread global adoption at this point so that everybody can experience a better web. And specifically with Web3 Gaming, we envision Brave as becoming the, the go-to browser for e-gamers. And we are accomplishing that through partnerships like this one with 3XP and some others that I think Sherelle may touch on later. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that, Jenny. Um, and briefly, can you also mention some of your um, previous or current clients and partners? Yeah, totally. So we're a browser. So our clients are our users. Uh, today, we have something in the range of 57 million monthly active global users, which is really an incredible foundation of early adopters, uh, privacy and security conscious people, 
and crypto and tech audiences. And now our mission, like I mentioned earlier, is widespread global adoption. And since Web3 is really where the web is heading, we are positioning Brave as a bridge to Web3 for the mainstream. Because with Brave, people can ease into Web3 with our user-friendly features. You know, I mentioned Brave Rewards, which utilizes crypto without requiring the user to have an in-depth understanding of crypto. We have an integration with IPFS for easy access to content hosted on the decentralized web. Uh, Brave users can also access websites on the D-Web natively without needing a browser extension to do so. And they can send and receive crypto to human readable addresses. And these are all very friendly uh, features for users who are new to Web3. I'll also quickly mention that we also have advertising clients or partners, as we call them, um, mm -hmm. who uh, have, who are currently running or have run campaigns with Brave. So some major ones over the years include uh, PayPal, Verizon, Intel, Western Digital. Hang on, I have a list in front of me. Let me pull it up. Uh, Home Depot, Khan Academy, The Guardian, Barons, Volkswagen, Adobe. There are so many, uh, many more, too many to name. Um, as well as Web3 brands like Coinbase and LooksRare, Compound, honestly, too many to name. Um, you can actually check out, we have an archive uh, at brave.photos if you're curious to see more of our past advertising clients. It's a really lovely community-made historical archive of sponsored images that have run in the browser. And of course, you can also just enable Brave Rewards in your browser to receive tailored offers from our advertisers and also earn back for doing so. Um, and I'll wrap this up. You might also consider Brave Creators clients of Brave. Um, so Brave Creators are digital publishers and content creators that have registered their properties with our creators program and are set up to receive bat tips from Brave browser users. We have almost, I think it's almost 2 million verified creators in our ecosystem today um, across all of our supported platforms, which include uh, websites, YouTube, Vimeo, Twitch, Twitter, Reddit, GitHub. And um, you can actually visit brave.com slash transparency to see a breakdown of all of these registered creators by platform. Um, but we have some major ones, including Mr. Beast, Wikipedia, uh, Freaky Theory, Trap Nation, and so many more, honestly. And since this is a gaming audience, we have some major Twitch streamers in our ecosystem as well, including, and sorry if I butcher these names, but uh, Zerator, Solary Fortnite, Kosku, Elspreen, it's Tafu, and so, so many more. And um, last thing I'll say is what's really cool about the creators program is that anyone can verify as long as they have their own account on any of the channels I mentioned earlier. Um, so if folks want to verify their channels with Brave for free, then uh, you can just visit creators.brave.com and sign up. And it takes about five minutes and then you can let your fans and audience know that they can support you with bat tips directly through the Brave browser. Yeah, just so we can leave time for everyone else that also needs to speak. Um, is there anyone that you're not partnering with, I think is probably the better question I should have started off with. So thanks so much for that. I think Jay. half the call <laughs> just uninstalled Firefox. <laughs> uh, that's probably absolutely true. Um, so moving on now, um, can you please shed some lines for uh, Nikki or Shao? Maybe uh, Nikki, we could take this one. Um, can you shed some light on how Brave's privacy-focused approach and user control aspects will be incorporated into the esports arena experience? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. 
So during the event, we're actually going to have some opportunities for visitors to play games on the browser and learn firsthand from various gamers from our partners at Xborg how they optimize their browsers for the best speed during gameplay. So privacy and blocking tracking is a major part of increasing page performance and speed. And you can actually see that in your Brave stats. And we know that's going to be very important to gamers. So we're really excited to highlight that in person during the event. And I know there's a number of games that are browser-based that we're going to be featuring there. EV.io, a big shooter, and Skyweaver, another trading card game. So um, we're going to see that blazing fast speed right inside of the arena and in the gaming area. Yeah, we're very excited to highlight that and showcase it. Yes, absolutely. And um, if you can shed some light on how Brave's privacy focus approach um, that is what you just mentioned, right, um, Nikki, on uh, the incorporating on the esports arena mm-hmm. experience, on user control effects, et cetera. So great. Um, and then now talking a bit about the significance of bat tokens as rewards for 3XP's tournament. Um, if you can share that with the audience, that'd be great. I know um, there is a few folks that have already asked me, um, you know, what's going on in esports arena, what activation specifically is happening in esports arena in Um, exhibiting some of these games that we have on the panel today as well. Yeah, I'd love to go through both of those. So like on the the esports part and what we're going to be doing there, like the way that's going to align for us is that Brave already has a history of partnering with Web3 games like Splinterlands, Gala Games, and we're making even more Web3 partnerships this year. We already have a partnership with Xborg. We're sponsoring their Extreme Championship Series, but we're also uh, going to be sponsoring their teams uh, throughout this year and into next year. We also have this like really fun partnership with Dijon Royale where they incorporated our NFTs as players into their game. So this together brings Bat and Brave deeper into that Web3 gaming space. And Brave's focus this year on gaming has just been a really major part of our growth strategy. So, you know, gaming communities are strong, they're big, they're active, especially if they love a game. And we know that we have a lot to offer to these communities. So sponsoring the esports arena is a great way for us to meet these communities that we're partnered with already, and then make some new friends, meet some new people. Um, One of the things that we did at the Solana um, Gamer Hacker House and um, during Breakpoint, it's where we met Xborg and how this kind of kicked off. So we're really looking forward to meeting more people and really seeing how we can engage with them. Um, on that front, though, we even have these fun activities that are going to be planned during the event for anyone who's brave enough um, to take on our amazing players at Xborg. Um, so there are going to be some prizes for that. It's going to be really fun. We're really looking forward to that. Um, so if, like I said, if you want to take on one of the Xborg players and some of the games that we've got coming up, we'd love to see that. Um, yes. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Um, on the bat token side, uh, the bat token is extremely versatile. It's cross chain on Ethereum, Solana, BSC, and other L2s. Bat is the 13th most distributed token on Ethereum. And we actually have seen it used as an in-game token and we've used it for minting NFTs. So gaming and attention are going hand in glove here. And bat is just going to be a natural fit for web through gaming. Um, you know, because we're cross-chain, as games, you know, expand cross-chain and they're interested in using that token in their games, we're going to be there to support that. Thanks for that. I have my bat in hand and ready for a home run. So moving on now um, for XP. I had to, sorry. Um, Chris, 
uh, this one's for you, with major Twitch content creators and Web3 Gaming content creators coming together at the esports arena, how do we anticipate the collaboration will impact growth and adoption for Web3 Gaming? And I know we have a few games um, that are on the panel as well today, so we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, yeah, sure, I'll kick it off. So uh, I like to say that you know we're, we're building in public in Web3, but we're also sort of building in our own Web3 bubble. There's still a pretty strong uphill battle to get all of the traditional gamers on board. It's a very reactionary environment where usually the word NFT is an immediate trigger word. They think about um, you know crypto punks and bored apes. They don't think about high quality MOBAs and TCGs and FPSs yet. They're sort of stuck in the last cycle. They're thinking about Axie clones. They're thinking about pump and dumps probably thinking about FTX as well, right? And just kind of all the, the companies that were either frauds or, or failed last year. And, and that's, that's a rough perception to, to, to face. So um, we want to show that there is an incredible pipeline of games coming out this year and into next year. And if we're going to really create this sea change in perception, you have to bring thought leaders, not just from the Web3 space who are building these great games, but you have to bring in content creators and influencers that have a large reach on Twitter, on Twitch, right? The average Steam gamer probably, uh, unfortunately, hasn't heard of Wildcard yet, right? And they're playing a lot of other mobile games, and they'd probably love to have heard about Wildcard as just one example. And so we're bringing in uh, the likes of 100 Thieves streamers, like Yasuo, Team Liquid streamers like Average Jonas and Bob Quinn. We're also talking with the number one Valorant player in the world, Tens, G2 Esports. It's probably all I can uh, name right now. But that's that's a lot of followers, right? That's a lot of viewers on Twitch that are going to be introduced to these games for the first time. And as we go past the next few months and eventually the next couple of years, it's going to be that these are all just great games. They're fun games. They have, they're in whatever genre they're in. They're shooters, they're MOBAs. People will probably care less about the underlying tech, right? You, don't, you know your engine in your car works. You don't really know how it works, but you trust that it does. And so eventually, um, I think that's how it'll be with games. And so I really think that the arena is going to put this on the front page of Twitch and into the, the minds and eventually PCs of many traditional gamers. So I, I really do hope that this can help create a sea change of the perception issues that we still face. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that. And so I just wanted to get um, a couple of folks on the game side as well on the panel uh, to discuss this topic also. Yes, please, Jasper. I see your hands up. Then <clears throat> yeah. yeah, no, first of all, just to circle a bit back to Brave, I really like what you're doing with uh, creating that fairness with the content creators, with the publishers, and with the users. And I think that is also what's going to be the power of Web3. We all know it is getting adopted, but in what way, shape, or form, uh, it's unsure. But us early uh, early adapters, early creators can set that narrative. And I think that is important uh, to get that adoption going. Uh, you just need to show that games on blockchain can actually be really good, such as Wildcard. I really love how it looks. It plays fast. And you need to show economies behind it are stable. 
because essentially players in Web 2, whether they like it or not, uh, in my opinion, and I'm very idealistic, they're already getting rocked uh, in such a way, such with popular uh, food, uh, popular sports franchises. They essentially bring out a new game every year and the team of last year is worthless. We just got to set that narrative straight. We got to show them that there are good games. We got to show them the power of blockchain, the transparency, and put a strong focus on that fairness, create an ecosystem where content creators are super happy, where players are super happy, and where investors are still happy. We just got to break that old narrative of Web2 where we are uh, <clears throat> where, where we are taught to buy, buy, buy. We got to slowly break it down by showing good games like Wildcard. Even our game, it's created out of fairness. It is created for the player. And once they realize that, through content creators, through 3XP, through that arena, then it will slowly change the narrative, in my opinion. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Jasper, on the point on breaking down the barriers between Web 2 and Web 3 gaming and how can we do so. Katie, I know you wanted to speak as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I also wanted to like circle back to Brave because I have been super interested in that platform for quite a while. I would say also, as Jasper kind of mentioned, um, you know, this particular group of people, at least you guys, this curated group on this uh, on this space in particular is is a group of people who are a little bit idealistic. I think you have to be to break into something that is changing the way that things are done. You have to be willing to take big risks and you have to think that it's worth it. And one of the things that I, from the very beginning, have have really felt like Web3 could unlock is people owning their own data. Um, it is it is no question that that is a major failing of um, you know Web2 in general. It's also a major problem in kind of geopolitical and local political ability for people to have unification. Um, this, uh, this solves so many pieces that are much larger than what wildcard is or what the games are that people are going to be playing here. I think that transitioning people from web two to web three, it's just about showing and not telling, right? We can talk about it all we want, but until people play the game, I mean, you know, people have seen wildcard be played They've watched some of it, and that's fun. But I think that until you get your hands on it and you feel the excitement, I think it changes things for you. And I think, you know, Chris and other people that have played the game maybe can speak to whether or not we are achieving that. But I, my hope for the esports arena at 3XP is that people can experience that excitement the way that we know esports allows people to be connected around shared experience and allowing that to transition in and out of virtual spaces is something that Web3 is is hopefully going to allow us to do and break down the barriers for people who maybe otherwise would not have the ability to move up in the ranks because the big dogs are already set. And so bringing that attention in is really good, but also giving people a path from early adoption to being able to really excel in whatever role it is that they're playing in these ecosystems, that's the thing that feels so much more doable with this technology and honestly with browsers like Brave. 
Yeah, absolutely. I concur with all of your points. Also, I just wanted to note in the chat, uh, Jenny and Nikki, uh, Katie would like to speak with you after this session. So please reach out to Katie. Um, moving on here on specifically, uh, again, back to Chris here. How are the Brave ads doing in terms of accelerating the awareness of 3XP? I know that 3XP has been pushing out a bunch of ads, right, um, through the network. So how has it been? I think one day, uh, was it, I think it was maybe Monday this week, we were talking in the 3XP chat and I was just like, hey guys, what's what's happening? What's going on? Why are we getting all these emails? Like, did something happen? I didn't actually know the day that the the ads went live. Uh, so I was just sort of like, what happened? Did something, like someone announced something? Like, and, and then I realized that, Nikki, you shared like, oh, the, the ads are live. And so we were getting a ton of traffic. I think the site went down for like a, a brief moment. Um, but yeah, the info at email was just getting like every few minutes, a new email was coming in. So they're definitely working. That's for sure. And um, there's, there's a lot of gaming projects reaching out to us. So it, it definitely has a large gaming audience. That's for sure. And maybe just a little fun fact, I think one of the better performing ads uh, was one that we created using Midjourney, which was AI created. So in fact, it got even, it's even easier to run Brave ads now because you can just hop into Discord and use Midjourney and you, know, you don't have to necessarily have a, your own graphic designer. So um, that was really cool to see the AI ad performing, uh, AI generated image performing well, and just the amount of traffic that we were seeing all of a sudden soon as the, the the switch was flipped, those emails started rolling in and our follower count was going up. So pretty dramatic, I would say, working very well so far. So if you guys in the audience needed any sort of testimonial, we are here to say it actually worked very, very well. Um, I know because I am the one responsible for responding to all those emails. So um, yeah, reach out to these guys. You've got Nikki, you've got Jenny. Um, they're doing very well. Um, so moving on now for games. So I wanted to ask are, regarding the esports arena again, um, it is hosting tournaments, as you all know, and it's highly anticipated with game battles, um, the tournaments, which, by the way, is powered by Community Gaming, Community Gaming, the Web2, Web3 gaming um, facilitator platform. Um, are there any exciting games or battles that we should be anticipating at the esports arena? Um, so I can, I can answer that, and then maybe I would throw it over to any of the games in the chat to uh, discuss the competitive nature of their games. But um, so I already talked about a lot of the, the Twitch, sort of the, call it the Web2 stars, right, that'll be there. But we also have sort of the who's who of Web3 content creators. And so we're going for this vibe of kind of Web2 versus Web3. So to paint the picture, this is an 11,000 square foot esports arena. The tweet that we have pinned shows sort of a, a rendering of it. Of course, there'll be lots of brave branding around it that, that doesn't show currently. But you're going to walk into the venue, and this is going to be the first thing you're hit, hit with. You're going to see um, the main stage, the lights, the cheering. And on stage, you may see someone like a 100 Thieves or a Team Liquid player facing off against an Ali Straza, <laughs> uh, who I see in the chat here. So maybe you're facing off against Ali Straza. Maybe you're facing off against... A Bryson or Classy Crypto or Spike Reacts, Crypto Stash, an Xborg Pro player, uh, a Nouns DAO player, Wolves DAO player. So we're, we're getting all of the best, most well known content creators in Web3. 
and we're going to see who's better in these Web3 games. Is it going to be the, the Web3 native players or is it going to be the, uh, the eSports pros? So I think that's going to be super exciting. Um, Dead Drop is going to be one of the featured games. And uh, now that Wildcard has won the giveaway, um, I, I hope that Wildcard will also be one of the major featured games. I think we're finalizing those details. But uh, I would maybe pass it over to Wildcard and sort of uh, you know, invite you to talk about how you think about the competitive scene and your take on esports as, as the game launches this year. I'm going to let Finn take that one. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, so the big thing that we'd like to talk about here at Wildcard, obviously, is like, you know, and this is something Katie and Paul preach for a long time, and I, I really agree with, right? Like, you can't force competitive or esports on, on your player base. You know, that's sort of like an evolution. But what you can do as a game creator is build a game that is suited for those communities to grow and scale. Um, you know, and we really have a big push here at Wildcard, and one of my kind of like biggest goals is really to make sure that we're creating a game that empowers creators and competitors to want to come back, to want to continue to be part of our ecosystem. Um, and again, like the way you do that is you focus on those people and you talk to those people, you go, hey, like, what do you want out of this experience? What are the parts of this gaming experience you love? What are the parts you don't love? Um, and I think, you know, everything we do is really focused in around that. And I think the other thing, you know, too, to really keep in mind when we're talking about this, like, Web 2 versus Web 3 is, like, I really don't like doing that. Like, I really dislike the let's, you know, pit them against each other as if there's some form of difference. Like, ultimately, you know, it's just gaming. Um, we're just building gaming on a different technology than other people are right now, but we're still building games. We're still building competitive games. We're building exciting games. We're building fun games. Um, and that's the core of it. And, you know, I think as long as we can focus on saying like, hey, we're just building these really awesome games and the tech behind it um, is just going to give people a better experience. Like we'll see a lot of these creators, you know, start to come in. And, you know, when we were talking with Ali about this and I've talked to Dub down there about this and, uh, you know, a bunch of people that like, you know, build an amazing game and people will come. Um, and so that's that's our focus. Build an amazing game, build a game that has amazing competitive leagues built into it, um, empowers the creators, and, you know, you'll just see it take off from there. I think Wildcard's been the first um, Web3-enabled game in a while where I was like, wow, my APM is not high enough. Uh, APM meaning actions per minute. It's a term, basically, how many buttons you can press per minute. And I was like, wow, I clearly, you know, uh, suck at this game. It was my first match. And you were just spawning so many creatures faster than I was. So yeah, the, the timing, the split second decision making uh, really comes into play. So um, there's yeah. a high skill depth. It does. Yeah, and that's what we talked about. And, you know, Ali's talked about this in a bunch of our creators, you know, Wildcard's a, like a game you can pick up kind of comfortably um, within your first couple of games, but there's such a high skill cap involved. And, you know, especially when you talk about like competitive gaming, like skill cap is a really important part of competitive games. You know, if you can give people kind of a multiple ways to, um, you know, succeed within a competitive scene, whether it's we, you know, in our case, it's a card summoning MOBA. So, you know, whether we have people who get really, really good at deck building and really understand the meta of card play and can kind of act in that capacity, you know, in coaching and in, you know, renting out their decks, whether it's people who are really good in the arena and have really good um, timing and competitive skills, but maybe they, 
aren't as great as the deck building skills. Like they can work together. And I don't know, it just gets really exciting when we dig into the, the different ways that people will be able to experience our game and also the different ways that that skill cap can kind of get raised. Are you guys thinking about new modes, perhaps? Team-based? Katie, what am I allowed to say? I, I, I know. They all call, <laughs> you know, even Paul looks to me and he's like, what am I allowed to say? Um, so we we do have, I mean, we know we're, we've already got kind of in plans to, to have multiple um, players. I know that uh, 1v1, 2v2 are definitely part of our earlier roadmap. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. For us, it's, you know, we're a Playtress-driven studio. And so when we come up with a new feature, we come up with a new idea, it really has to pass the test for the internal team of, are we going to want to play it after we get off of work? And once it kind of gets to that point, then we're willing to kind of put it out there to everybody else and have everybody else play test it. So it's really going to depend on what the community ends up wanting, what is needed in order to have this be something that people keep wanting to play for years to come. That's our primary concern. And if that means that it becomes a larger team, um, then that's where we'll go with it. But it's, it's definitely our player base kind of lets us know via their play habits and um, play tests what our next plan should be. Nice. Well, this player is telling you that he's got some friends he wants to play with, so I, I'm excited to potentially see a 2v2 mode in the future. Yeah, awesome. Um, I know, Mateo, we have a creator on the panel as well. Um, Mateo, did you want to speak anything on behalf of the esports arena and what you're excited about as well, um, since we have some games um, on board on the panel? Yeah, no, 100%. Obviously, I've been working with a lot, a lot of the content creators that have been, uh, you know, that are going to be at 3XP for a very, lo very long time. So, for example, Ali uh, in the audience, uh, shout out to Ali. I've known her for about six or seven years now, which is kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, for, for creators, um, Web3 is a unique opportunity because, you know, they get to also share uh, and bake in the ownership of of some of these games, right? Because they can be part of the ecosystems. So I think it's hugely uh, important. And, you know, some of the some of the games that I'm going to be excited about, you know, watching at 3XP in the esports arena, you know, are going to be, you know, obviously er everyone on stage, you know, I'm actually a huge fan of um, football or soccer for Americans. <laughs> uh, and I'm a big fan of wildcard. You know, I, um, I, I, like I hold a pass. And the Nemots as well. I do come from the TCG space, so I'm going to try you guys out. Uh, but yeah, also I'm 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 looking forward to seeing like shrapnel and dead drop, and I'm gonna uh, and I'm and I hope that the Web three players better win against these uh, Web two pros because you know we're we're supposed to uh, <laughs> we're supposed to be um, you know pushing the space forward. So yeah, guys, no pressure, but uh, you better win. I don't care who they bring, Team Liquid or <laughs> um, yeah. So tell those um, you know tell the export pros to uh, to start practicing because uh, we better win. Yeah, um, I love the competitive nature of this. Um, and thank you so much for your view on from the creator side. So I also wanted to give this moment to um, hand it off to a lazy soccer and the Nembots as well to speak. Yes, Jasper, I see your hand already up. Uh, just to speak about the competitive nature of their games and your views on esports, etc. 
Okay, let me start. I think that soccer is the most competitive game in the world, yeah, and uh, it's going to be great uh, to to take part in eSports Arena as well. And, uh, well, for example, in our game, we uh, put a lot of attention to this competitive part, so we want uh, to develop our socialization element, so players will be able to unite, create unions, and uh, to compete with each other, hold friendly matches uh, for money. I think it's uh, really important in, well, in every game, not in Web3 ones, that uh, they should contain this competitive part. Yep. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, and Jasper, I know I had you had your hand up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I know from the Nemods, we won't be in the esports arena, but we are looking at getting a booth. And one of the things that I'm thinking about, because I love the whole chemistry between Paul and Katie, but I think that should be uh, tested in a match in the, in the Nemods. Uh, we do have a one person. Oh, one person. oh no! And, <laughs> Uh, you oh can, my gosh! You you can have a, a private coaching session with Sarah, and I'm we'll gonna Paul, need it for sure. And we'll let Paul just let it run and come over to our booth and play against him. I would say. I love this. This needs to happen. Let's get that going, Chris. We're gonna make that happen. You guys all heard it here. Let's do it. Um. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, I think we have some homework to do <laughs> after this one. Um, also, just wanted to give this time, lastly, to thank everyone for joining. Also, Brave, Nikki, and Jenny. Um, I think you have some outreaches to do, um, especially for Katie. Thank you so much for sponsoring the Esports Arena as well. And we are very much looking forward to having you all at 3XP. Um, is there any questions from the audience? I see a good comment by, um, by Dub. So Dub asked, with the decline of esports, does a more inclusive tournament structure powered by Web3 and organized groups like guilds fill in the gap? I'm just pulling it up too Chris. so I can... Uh... Good comprehension of the question. With the decline of esports, does a more inclusive tournament structure powered by Web3? Yes. So one thing that smart contracts enable, and this is, this is me putting on my community gaming hat, is you can pay out hundreds of people instantly for a fraction of a penny. If you're, if you're not on ETH mainnet, if you're on any sort of layer two like Polygon on our site, you can set up a tournament in less than 10 minutes and you can say, hey, I w I'm having 128 people in this tournament and I want to pay out the top 100. You would not be able to do that using PayPal, right? You're not going to go pay out someone a dollar on PayPal and get charged 33 cents to do so. It's just, it's just untenable. It doesn't uh, make sense. It's going to be people in uh, different parts of the world where there's going to be added fees for cross-border. Uh, cross and so when you say Web3, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking smart contracts, right, to enable very wide distribution of payments. And this goes for the flip side for entry fees as well. You can set up a tournament where the entry fee is 50 cents or 10 cents even. It can be really whatever you want. And you can aggregate all of that prize money together between hundreds of people, theoretically thousands if you're running a larger league. And all of those payments will be transparent, right? There's a lot of um, 
transparency issues in esports, players not getting paid on time, taking weeks, taking months, misuse of sponsorship funds, bad business practices. And so this idea of kind of radical transparency through the use of smart contracts, through the use of things like stablecoins, USDC, right? It's not a volatile currency. And so people, you know, can't get burned on it. Um, I think I think Web3 can do a lot to uh, improve the problems that are faced by esports players. And then the final point I make, and I see there's other people that want to answer this as well, is that esports teams in particular are they're very reliant on sponsorship money, right? Corporate sponsorship. You have to go talk to Honda and you know Toyota to try to get you know your your revenue growth, and that's it's really hitting a, a bad sort of recession where advertising revenue is down and these esports teams need new revenue. So I think, you know, imagine Team Liquid hiring some new software engineers and building like the next open sea of Web3 MOBAs or Web3 first person shooters. So I think you're going to see more esports teams look like technology companies and uh, enable them to, to generate new revenue. But I will pass it over to Jasper and Katie if you wanted to add to that. Uh, go ahead, Katie, you can go first. Oh, I was just going to say that this was one of the things that was most exciting for us was really kind of cutting out a lot of the extractive stuff that comes from other you know, ways of doing things. One of the issues that I, in kind of studying the history and asking questions about the history of esports and these larger franchises is, did it start out like that? Like, did it start out where people are paying a licensing fee of like $40 million just to be able to be in these kind of sporting ranges? And the answer was no. I mean, these were collective um, community groups that started at playing against each other. And what happens is when a company has a, a huge IP that's funded by enormous amounts of investor, outside investor and corporate um, groups, they, they have to answer to those corporate groups, right? And so even if the purely as gamers, they want people to be able to play and enjoy their games, it doesn't really matter once you get to that point. They have to find extractive ways to do that. Well, the more extractive ways that you have at the very top, less likely you're able to have a healthy ecosystem and economy between all of the other people. And that's why I kind of, you know, and like flirting with brave on the comment section, because I feel like the enablement of us to not have extremely extractive practices and people with more power at the very top really speaks to me as that, you know, kind of outrageous rebel liberal kid who really wants to try and find a way to, to let rising tide lift all boats. That's going to have to come from new games. And the reason that's going to have to come from new games instead of kind of our legacy gaming groups is because their ecosystem is already set, their economies are already set, and they can try and create new opportunities. But they have specific people that they have to answer to. New games, people who are willing to come in and take a really big swing and share some of that upside with all of the people that are making it possible to have a profitable game those are the ones that are going to be able to really fully lean into what Web3 does. And those are going to be the ones that people are going to want to play because they see this is a group of people who's like, you know what, the way that we were running these economies of scale, it wasn't working. And not only are we looking at making really, really good gameplay, but we're looking at trying to create an economy, create stories, create connections that actually are able to lift all boats. Super well said. 
I I just became a bigger fan of the wildcard team. That's exactly what I wanted to touch upon uh, as well. Uh, one of the major gaming studios with three three billion in profit, the first prize of one of their uh, major stable games in an esports tournament is maybe 100k or 200k. The balance right now in Web2 is off because they've been so conditioned to get that bottom line up to make the investors uh, happy to get their bonuses that it kind of died all down. And now with this reset of Web3, if we do it correct and we said it's right from the get-go, we do have the chance to get esports to where it should be. Uh, in my opinion, uh, just one of the things in the NEMOTS is we're setting aside part of the revenue, uh, a big chunk at the end of every season will hold an esports tournament where you can participate. If you level up your card to level 50, level 50, you just have to do it right from the start and make it fair. Make it fair that uh, content creators, everyone is interested in your game and get that hype going. I Basically, everything what Katie said is 100% correct. Yeah, awesome. And Lazy Slogger, did you have anything to add to this? I just want to make sure everyone had a chance to speak. Well, uh, uh, actually, oh, I like all the insights that I heard. It absolutely resonates with what we're thinking about. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so uh, actually, I don't have anything to add here. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, I think this pretty much concludes um, our session here. But uh, Nikki and Jenny, thank you again for joining. In addition to all of the games and to Mateo um, and Nikki and Jenny, did you guys have any last words? I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having us. This was a great conversation and I cannot wait to meet you all at the event in June. Likewise, the arena is probably going to be a sight to behold. It's going to be the biggest attraction. There's a lot of games we haven't revealed yet that will be there and some exciting new special guests. So stay tuned to the, the Brave Twitter, to 3XPGG. If you haven't gotten a ticket already, go to 3XP.GG, get your ticket. And looking forward to seeing you all in June in Pasadena. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.